Go for it. Chill Wednesday uh, on both accounts, I think. Uh, nice to be here. Sad there's no Jeremiah. He apparently flaked at the last minute, so boo him accordingly. Which one do you want to talk about first? Oh yeah, he definitely put an effort here. Five matchup acquisitions, eight games started. But honestly, kind of low point totals on both sides. Like, Ryan can only win the matchup in front of him. So congrats for winning, congrats for keeping the perfect season going. But 237 could have lost this week. Very, very plausibly. Sucks to suck, I guess. Uh, only three quality starts from Jeremiah, two of them from Tyler Anderson, so kind of a weak outing from his pitching. I guess that's uh, what cost him the matchup. Without a doubt. Definitely, although it's still weaker than it could have been. Like, Muncie's out now. Uh, Jazz Chisholm's kind of down right now. Only put up negative 3.1 for Ryan, and he's the second-best second baseman in the entire league, so should be bouncing back, you'd think. You know, it's it's a quiet disappointment. Like, this season hasn't been going my way at all. I'm fighting to get in Europa. That's just the reality of my existence right now. But 211 was not bad this week. I would have beaten a decent number of teams. I, I think it was, like, the 12th overall. So, like, definitely could have won. 
but I just get slapped in the face by Chow and it's not even close and everything is hopeless and sad. <laughs> That's just kind of how it be sometimes. Yeah, I his team is really just solid top to bottom. 148 points from bats is insane with how the season has been going. Just insane. And I know a lot of that is Jose Ramirez, but there's a lot of pretty solid performances that he put up. And on the back of having Burns and a bunch of other great pitchers, it uh, looks like he got four, five, six, seven quality starts this week. That's just insane. If you're wondering how to break 300 points, that's how you do it. For sure. And you could be just one or two injuries away from being almost there. We'll see. Uh, if you believe in the conspiracy theory that Cam actually manages his dad's team, this is a wonderful fuel for the fire. I can absolutely see him wanting to make it seem close and then being like, shit, that's too close. <laughs> Gotta make sure I win this one and just eking it out by under two points. Uh, I doubt Cam has the ability to quite influence things to that degree of closeness, but it is funny just to imagine that it could have happened that way. Uh, Garth McInnes, if he is paying attention to this, has to be extremely disappointed. He put up the third best point total, I think, on the week and came away with a loss. That's really just how it be sometimes, but that's got to suck. No kidding. Uh, and it seems like the Squirtle Squad's bats is what carried them that Sunday. Just solid performances, points in the teens across the board, basically no bad performers at all. That's very, very nice.
No kidding, especially in the somewhat competitive division that they're in. Uh, they're 6-1. and one. That's a really good record. Still behind Ryan. Weak performances from both. Neither of them made a single roster move this entire week, and they both put up average point totals. Not not great, not terrible. Average. And Ben comes away with the win. Just, I guess, his roster showed up a little bit more this week. But man, for how important this matchup would be, like a conference win against the team you'll be fighting for a playoff spot with, where's the hustle? Where's the hustle, Nick? Oh, absolutely. If this plays out in the playoffs, I think it'll go down very different and with a lot more hustle. No kidding. What's next? And only five games started, zero matchup acquisitions. I think Ash is kind of checked out. And I mean, kind of fair. Uh, it'll be a very tough climb for him to get back in the playoffs. And maybe he thinks his talent is good enough to just get in Europa. He doesn't have to worry about falling to the vase. But man, what could have been a promising season has just gone. <laughs> it's It's no good.
This is not quite a statement win for the Raccoons, but it's on the way there. Like 255, great point total, maybe top five this week. I'd have to check. But uh, yeah, lots of games started. Great week from Sony Gray. These teams are both two and five, and yet the narrative around them is so different. Midland Raccoons are just projecting up, 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 and Moneyballers are just down, down, down. For sure, for Well, that's the first time I've heard any rivalry in Ottawa described as friendly. Usually it tends to be a lot nastier, like a political rivalry or something. But uh, you had a very great week this week. Some huge performances from your bats. I think this is the best I've seen your bats perform top to bottom in a very long time. Jose Altuve, not responsible for it at all, but it's guys like Jock Peterson, Evan Longoria. How would the San Francisco keep doing it? I have no idea, but these guys are just performing for you. And that punches your ticket to a 242-point week and a win. Uh, Graham had an okay week. Not not terrible. 182's mediocre. No matchup acquisitions is disappointing. But solid, solid dub for you, Nick. Uh, if your bets keep performing like that, you have a chance. Delicious.
I'm despondent. How can you win with 142 points? That's that's disgusting. The fact that both teams are apparently trying. Eight games started, four matchup acquisitions for Kaminsky, six for Chris, and yet they're putting up these numbers. I'm just crying inside because Mike's four and three. He's doing pretty, pretty well, and yet he comes away with wins like these. Maybe the Voodoo Magic is still in the redacted division. It's just floated upwards to Mike. Who knows? Ugh. Disgusting. Yeah, if, if anyone gets too uppity about fantasy baseball being, oh, old school, anyone could win, I want them to look at this matchup and still think that. It's sometimes shit just happens. Yeah. Oh, my God. Please propose this next season because the anarchy would be amazing. But let's move on. It's almost the same, but I think this one's has a slightly different feel because in the last matchup, people actually seemed to try a little bit. This time, Lim won with three games started and no matchup acquisitions. What? What? <laughs> I don't even pretend to understand. I mean, Garf, Newton, I've been there. Your bats just refuse to cooperate. You have a couple negative seasons from guys who have, were previously kind of fine. 34.6 it is painful like i i've walked that exact street it sucks but man you're five and two and you're putting up this you might just be the easiest division winner to beat ever in the playoffs if you keep this up hopefully it'll turn around
Yeah, the redacted division might actually be redacted this time. I don't know. It's just, it's ugly. It's ugly top to bottom. Nice try, both sides. I love the hustle. Nine games started, eight games started, bunch of matchup acquisitions. Big performances on Sunday. Holy, 69.3 points. Nice to RKR, 57 to Jamil. Uh, just a great matchup. Close dogfight. Jamil comes away with the win. I hope they uh, had a nice little handshake, a nice little nice week. Good luck on the next one in their DMs or something. Yeah, and I just want to make it clear, RKR could very easily have won this if Francisco Lindor doesn't have his best week in a long time. 50, uh, he's a good player, don't get me wrong, but 51.7 points is an aberration even for him. And if he puts up even a regular week, like 20, 25 points, that's a loss for Jamil. Just close matchup. Yeah. Decent week for Tillo. He definitely put some good points out there. Uh, only two quality starts, which is kind of surprising, considering he put up so many points from his pitching. But his bats also showed up. Mookie Betts had an absolutely wonderful week. J.D. Martinez, big showing as well. Uh, this seems like an average-ish week for Tillo. And I don't know if he's going to catch Chow anytime soon. But I think his position as a wild card going into the playoffs considering how weak <laughs> redacted and the jeffrey jungle are this year uh tillo's gonna be a playoff team and he'll have to see who he's gonna go up against uh he's got to keep his foot on the gas for sure though flex 36.1 points i know you're just saving all your points to beat me this week we'll get more into that later so i'm not gonna uh, talk any trash <laughs>
Yeah, 121. E- even flex is better than that. <laughs> it really feels like... Can we just go through the standings real quick and try to figure out what the early playoff picture looks like? Is that something we can breeze through quick? So it looks like Chow and uh are sorry, Chow and Tillo are tied in the Jeffrey Jungle, both at five wins, two losses. Uh Mike currently leads the redacted division, also at five wins, two losses. Ben is on top of Evil Division of Evil, six and one, and Jeremiah trails him at five and two. And Perfect Ryan is seven wins, zero losses. Squirtle Squad is six and one. So those are the top two teams from each division. Do you think those are our eight playoff teams? Yeah, I, I believe the wildcard spot number one goes to Jeremiah at five and two. And the wildcard two spot is a freeway tie between Aiden, Mike, and Jamil. And Aiden holds it on points four. Or it might be conference wins before points four. But point is, it's very close. Uh, and then there's a big drop kind of after those. There's a lot of teams that are two and five <laughs> right now. Six of them. No kidding. But nice to get an early snapshot. We're like a couple of kilometers away using a very, very wide lens here. Not. Absolutely. Shall we look at Macho Bait? No, this is this is Chow. I know you have your underdog streak, but no. <laughs> I refuse to even contemplate Chris winning this one.
I, I bet Chow could illegally pick up two players right now and still win this one, but we'll see. Yeah, size matters. So do illegal pickups. Yes, Hope can absolutely find a way. Jeffrey Lim will end this matchup at exactly 69 points. We know it's, you know, prophesized. We know it never was supposed to happen, but we know it could happen, and I will choose to believe. <laughs> oh my goodness. You Yeah, that that'd be amazing. That's the real matchup here. I mean, getting 69 points is winning in its own right, but yeah, yeah. I mean, Newton has the better record. He's a division leader, but I don't think he's going to make this comeback. His bats have not been cooperative. Uh, it looks like he's got minus 8.1 points today from his bats, which is just crazy bad. Uh, yeah, I think Jamil's just going to keep cruising and keep the lead here. Sorry, Newton. It'll be big for both sides. Uh, the question for me is if Newton will break 200 points. That, I feel, is a coin flip, but we'll see. I want to believe in RKR here. Uh, he's got currently no games started, it says, which is kind of wild. It means he's theoretically got a lot of starts in the tank, but maybe he's just kind of asleep at the wheel and he's going to end the week at three or four starts. So I don't know how much that means anything. Uh, nonetheless, RKR's bats seem to be very, very hot. And when bats are hot, they tend to stay hot and keep putting up points. So yeah, I think RKR is going to hold on to this one. How about you?
Nick confirmed believer in Kaminsky voodoo. I'm feeling like poop. It is not going well at all. My bats are actually doing kind of okay, but McCutcheon somehow like negative 7.4 in the week. I don't know. He's, he's kind of bringing down the team solo-handedly. Uh, it'll just come down to whether my pitchers can get quality starts, and I have to hope they can. Uh, it seems like Flex is going to possibly double his point score from last week. He's already at 54. Last week he ended at 121. So, uh, Flex, if you could cool off and put up another 120-point week, that'd be great. Uh, I understand if you don't want to, though. So, what can I do? I agree. I think the smart money's on flex, but I would like to point out I just picked up Jonathan Scope recently. So even though he's my best performer, there's like the lamest silver lining <laughs> right now. Yeah. Yeah, I'll take it because I have to. Trying to do a Jeremiah impression just sounds like I'm going to uh, do the method acting and fall into a pit of despair from it. I I don't think I can, but I will say Garth McInnes is going to win and that we have to insist Jeremiah comes on next week because him reacting to a loss to Garth McInnes will just be too tasty to pass up, you know? But yeah, I think Garth McInnes has the edge here. Jeremiah's already used his seven matchup acquisition, so if he gets like an injury or his pitchers fall out of sync a little bit, he's just boned.
faith in Jeremiah, you'll probably be rewarded if he comes back and does in fact make the comeback and I will take the shame, which I am accepted. <laughs> I accept the shame. Yeah, I'm not sure you're taking on the Midland Raccoons so much as demolishing them. It's not quite the uh, point gap that Tillo has over Lim, curiously enough, but it's almost there. You're something like 10 points behind that, and you still have uh, 7 points about to get dropped by Justin Verlander, maybe even by the end of uh, this podcast. Those will be up. So yeah, you're absolutely slapping this one, and you still have a bunch of matchup acquisitions. So yeah, easy dub for you. Uh, nice try, Midland Raccoons. Keep it up, though. As you were saying that, Justin Verlander indeed just had his seven points added to his total. So yeah, now you're up 127 to 32, almost a 100-point gap. <laughs> yeah. How dare you? <laughs> Next. I think if Ash tried to win this one, he could, but he's not going to try and Ben will take it. I predict Ash will end the week with less than three matchup acquisitions and be about 20, 30 points behind Ben when all is said and done. Yeah. Uh, although I didn't know Ben was a big grammar. Maybe he'll uh, drop something on his Instagram to uh, taunt his opponents if he makes the playoffs. That'd be wonderful. <laughs> Neat.
I want to say justice for Graham. I'm very, very close. I'm just going to look to see if his pitchers line up nicely. Heck yes, they do. Uh, he's got Syndergaard and Quantrill and Javier uh, all pitching on the sixth. Oh, no, that's Monday. No, he's screwed. No, no justice for Graham. <laughs> that doesn't quite line up. If one or two of those get moved up to the Sunday start, though, he could do it. But because he had five starts already, I thought he would have had like a huge Sunday. But that's not the case. I think he's going to fall just short. Ah, that sucks. Oh, that really sucks. If you, listener, want justice for Graham, you should call up those MLB teams and have them move their pitchers just one start up. If you want justice for Graham. Yeah. One more. I don't think Aiden's pitching lines up too, too nice uh, this week. And, you know, he's the hot-headed prince. His stuff is putting up, sorry, his bats are putting up good points. And he's looking like a strong team. But he's going to face the king. And he's going to understand the gap between a good team and a great team. Agreed. Uh, not too, too much. Playoff race should be uh, good. Flex, please have mercy on my soul. And uh, good luck to everyone. Ooh, uh, one more thing. Uh, come to Cottage Weekend. Do it. Do it, do it, do it, do it. <laughs>